Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another Disney vs. Disney Debates episode. I am your Grandmaster Zane C. Weber here to figure out exactly what is the best Disney movie ever made. And to help me do that, I have off in the studio, on mic today, our fact checker, Julie Eisentrager, keeping everyone honest. We'll hear from her later after we've had a chance to hear from our two debaters. Now, today we have two brand new debaters. We have not heard from them before. So first up, we have none other than Kim Brown. Hello and welcome. Oh, that's, you said welcome. I'm here and I'm welcome. (laughs) Thank you. You're very welcome. Who are you, Kim? And why do you like Disney? I am a music teacher and performer and general all-round awesome person sometimes, but generally not. I love Disney because it's awesome and it never fails to deliver. I agree. Yeah, it's to, and that, that's why this process is so difficult. That's why I'm here and you're there. And uh, <laughs> let's move on to our next debater, a voice that you may have heard if you listen to other podcasts on the network, Miss Miranda Selwood. Hello. How are you, Miranda? Look, honestly, I'm feeling a little nervous. <laughs> Debating is not my usual form of... Uh, well, just think of it as a spirited discussion oh. with a strict format. Yeah, <laughs> we all know I don't do well in strict format. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, if you've ever listened to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, which is uh, the other podcast that Zane and I do together, and Kim has been on. I have, I have, and uh, I think I ruined the format yeah, that well, one time. But, yeah. There's a distinct difference between the ones that Zane hosts and the ones I host ah. because mine are a little haphazard and uh, lengthy. So we'll see how this whole three-minute buzzer <laughs> thing goes. <laughs> well, we are happy to have you. And so, also, I like Disney. Sorry, I'm. We all like Disney. We didn't that's, bring it up, but I am disputed. wearing my Disneyland ears. I've got my shirt on that I got from Disneyland. It says "Love," but it's replaced the O with a Disney head and the V with the with Mickey's feet. Mickey's feet. It's so really we will. Everyone knows that we will put a photo on all the, all the socials. So you will get you will get your credit for your outfit. Um, I'm also wearing yes. a Disney shirt. It's the Disney villains and it says, it's good to be that bad. I feel, appropriate. Like, I feel like this mm. is a very accurate representation of both of your personalities. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> so today, Kim Brown, you are arguing for... Aladdin. One of the big hitters. Yeah, it's a big one. Going up against one of the Disney classics, Miranda Selwood, you are arguing for... Robin Hood. Robin Hood, Hooray. classic tale. Oodle-lally. Oodle-lally. Golly. So. What a day. Mm. <laughs> I am about to tell you how we're going to do this. Please do. There are five categories in which I will be, you will be accumulating points. I'm writing them down. They will be the memorable moments. So what 
moments do you take away and refer to in everyday life from your movie, the message that your movie gives and whether it's a good idea looking back and whether there's anything you can take moving forward, the movie magic, what about your movie makes it a better film? Uh, the magic music, which is self-explanatory, and the catch-all topic, that Disney touch. What did Disney do with your film that no one else could have or would have? So starting up, we have rolled a dice to determine who would go first. Miranda won that role. Therefore, Kim will be going first. Yes, she will. <laughs> yes, she will. But Miranda uses three more minutes to prepare. And we will be starting uh, with round one, which is three-minute opening debates. Uh, telling us why your movie is the best Disney movie. You'll get a warning bell at two minutes and it will sound something like this. And then you will get a, uh, a sound bite from none other than Darkwing Duck to tell you that you are over. The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. So don't panic too much when that happens. I can't argue with that. You can't argue with that, nor shall you. Kim, your time starts when you start speaking. Aladdin was released in 1992 and was the fourth film in what is called the Renaissance period following The Little Mermaid, The Rescuers Down Under and Beauty and the Beast. Five out of seven teachers surveyed in my staff room agree that Aladdin is hands down the best Disney film of all time. (laughs) The magical combination of elements puts this film in the upper echelons of Disney's Hall of Fame. This film is jam-packed with memorable moments, most of which involve the genie voiced by comedy legend Robin Williams. This role was written for Williams and it is this casting that kicked off the regular use of celebrities to voice voice animated characters, making it a pioneer within a collection of stunning movies in Disney's renaissance. The movie magic in this film lies in the simplicity of artwork and sublime voice work of the cast. The colours in this movie are so bold, striking and solid that it doesn't matter that many of the backgrounds seem simplistic in comparison to other Disney films. The range of deep blues of nighttime, the raging reds and magentas of Jafar's reign of terror, the variety of yellow sand and stone in the desert make every character pop out from and yet blend perfectly into their surroundings. Disney also managed to reference itself a number of times in this film, giving audiences an extra little thing to chuckle at throughout a film full of memorable one-liners. It is, however, the music in this film that kicks it up a notch. The film was originally pitched to the studio by legendary lyricist Howard Ashman, who penned a number of the songs. Unfortunately, Ashman passed away during the making of the film and the killer team of Alan Menken and Tim Rice, all hail, took over. Fourteen songs were written, but only six made it into the film. However, a number of the unused songs ended up in the Broadway version of the show. Disney took the ginormous chorus number format of Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast and tripled it, featuring the crowd favourites of One Jump, Friend Like Me and Prince Ali. While it seems like there is only a few big songs in the film, the use of reprises throughout connect the story and characters together so very well. Jafar doesn't even have a villain song, only a reprise, which is one of the best ever, when he exposes Aladdin's secret to Jasmine. Let's be honest, who hasn't sat in the car and singing Friend Like Me, mimicking every single voice from the genie? One of the standout features of this film, which I'm going to put into the Disney Touch category, is the roles of the sidekicks in this film. Iago the parrot is a brilliant contrast to the devilishly droll Jafar with his squawking comments and is a unique sidekick in that he speaks throughout the film but it's the characters of Abu the monkey Raja the tiger and the magic carpet that allow Disney to show their skills in animation and comedy the range of emotions these characters shows through almost no dialogue or even sound uh, is remarkable finally the message of this film is really nice contrast to some of the traditional princess tales that have come before Aladdin shows that it is not about who you it is about who you are as a person not what your station in life or outward appearance is that truly matters we see a Disney princess who is not willing to simply follow tradition when it goes against her own heart 
willfully chasing her own agenda, albeit naively. Loyalty, helping those less fortunate than yourself and true character and love are the key themes in this amazing amazing movie. Aladdin is a film with phenomenal cosmic power and itty bitty living space. (laughs) All right. We don't need to... Buzz you out. Oh, I've been practising that at speed. Uh, I apologise if you got none of it. No, that was fine. <laughs> you had seven seconds left. Well oh. done. <sighs> Aladdin. Can I have her seven seconds? Uh, yes, I, I would permit that. All right, sure. Uh, this is an unorthodox move, but uh, seven seconds has been transferred over to Miranda. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you also will have three minutes with a warning at two. And then you'll get one minute and seven seconds <laughs> at the very end. So your argument for why Robin Hood is the best Disney film ever made will start when you start talking. You will have to start talking at some point. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> My plan has been corrupted. <sighs> I'm so scared. Just do it. you got, you got seven seconds extra. Go for it. I just really love this movie and Aladdin. Okay. (laughs) Robin Hood is one of the older classics being released in 1973. It's credited with being a comeback of sorts uh, from the Disney franchise since Mr. Disney passed away. uh, The quality of cartoon features was dropping, but this was one that was um, beautifully animated and given a lot of character, a very witty script and uh, was populated by some iconic voice actors that were all veterans of Western film and uh, stage. So the quality of this in comparison to the others of its era is up there um, and it has definitely lasted the test of time. Uh, It has a whole bunch of memorable moments. It is a very family film that focuses on friendship and loyalty and uh, standing up against the big bad in the classic of Robin Hood storytelling. Uh, Little John and Robin have a beautiful friendship and there's a few uh, scenes of them working together, in particular a memorable moment of them skipping along, singing the Oodalali song. Uh, The archery competition is a beautiful end to uh, the film and, of course, the furry couple that are our two foxes, um, Robin and Marion, are a classic couple in the Disney franchise. Uh, The message is of the underdog. It's the usual Robin Hood story, though we do see a little bit of a change-up in that we uh, get to see a lot more of, um, uh, oh, gosh, (laughs) King John. Uh, in, as the bad guy and he's played as a, a very interesting character. The movie magic is a little interesting in this film. They were low budget and are short on time. So what they did was a rather innovative thing of reusing animation and character shapes from other films. So you might see a little bit of Snow White and Seven Dwarves in there. Uh, but it was something that they managed to do very well and slide in under the radar for the most part, though it is something something that's talked about now as a wonderful way for them to have created something new out of something old. The music um, is a whole lot of Western uh, classic tones led by our balladeer narrator who sings a lot of the numbers and helps us along with the story. The song Love was nominated for an Academy Award. Unfortunately, he didn't win it, but we won't talk about that. We'll talk about the great things about this movie. The music is integrated beautifully 
beautifully and uh, stands the test of time with Whistle Stop and Oodalali still part of our general musical vernacular being used in commercials a lot. The anthropomorphic animals that play the characters in this story are the true Disney touch. It's one of the films that this has worked the best in and paved the way for some modern movies that have done the same thing. The jig is up, you jaded jug-headed jack-in-the-box. Well done. <laughs> Using all of those extra seven seconds. <laughs> uh, okay, well done. These, these are two really good movies. It's a really interesting matchup, and I'm glad that neither of you have got too, too many mentions of the other person's film into your opening statements, but unfortunately... Now is the time where we yep. must rebut the other person's movie. So, uh, regardless of how much you have promised each other that you'll be nice to each other's films. I made no such promises. <laughs> we had a conversation. Kim stabbed me in the back. You will each have two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I actually take that as a compliment. Who wouldn't? Yep. He just wants to make things better. Yep. It's just, it's like a Thanos. Let's not go down that path. (laughs) Okay. So you will each have two minutes to tell us why your opponent's film is not the best Disney film ever made. Kim, you'll be going first. Yep. You'll have no warning. You will just be cut off at the end with the Darkwing Duck sound effect. Oh, gosh. And your time starts when you start talking. This movie, uh, when I I was doing some research, I Googled what is wrong with uh, Disney's Robin Hood and unfortunately I found way too many articles that I cannot unsee. And now that I was uh, looking at a few bits, I just I really can see it. Um, just a couple of things that you said that I'm going to um, uh, rebut. The, you started off by saying how beautiful the animation is but then talked about the fact that they've just reused it and copied it from all the other films prior, which can, yes, be seen as smart budget-saving uh, things but it's actually quite annoying to sort of go what are they doing we've used this they use a a chase scene over and over and over in a chase scene I'm like just let's just have a shorter chase scene it's unnecessary um and yeah again now that I've seen it I can't unsee it um the the message of family and loyalty and standing up against the man and and that's all very well and good it's still promoting thievery and stealing and that's not how we should ethically stand up against the man uh because thievery is stealing is wrong don't do that children don't do it also I'm not sure that you've actually seen the whole film because it doesn't end at the art competition and the love ballad there's a whole lot of stuff that happens after that um where there's there's just it's like it's like act one finishes at the archery competition um but uh, i also find that the music is extremely jarring in this film it doesn't really um, follow the the plot on um whereas i think in aladdin a lot of the music actually helps tell the story and introduces us further to the characters develops our knowledge of them and who they are and what they're there for Uh, particularly um aladdin's opening number of, of one jump we get a little bit of his personal history uh in that story and find out what he's there for and what he's all about so the music in robin hood is is sure it's lovely and it's catchy but it for me it doesn't not you know um, progress the story uh at all very much um there's also just a whole lot of different accents from all the actors be them as great as they are and they are um but i'm like are we british are we uh are we americans are we doing a western are we doing something else jig is up you jaded jughead jack in the box You jack-in-the-box, bad-mouthing Robin Hood, how dare you? Sorry, I feel bad about myself. Do I get to rebut the rebuttal? Of course you do. Um, 
I, you can use your two minutes to rebut the rebuttal or you can use your two minutes to rebut why Aladdin may not be the best Disney film ever made. That is the weirdest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, there will be time further on. We will, after this, we'll have a short break and we'll come back to an open discussion and that's when you can spend some more time uh, quizzing each other about stuff that you have said if you want to have a more, bit more of an open discussion about things. Um, but until then... You have two minutes to do with what you wish. I would suggest that you rebut Kim's points about Aladdin and your time starts when you start talking. Can I have a copy of Kim's points about Aladdin? No. Damn it. (laughs) Stop trying to cheat. (laughs) Okay, whenever you start talking. Okay, I am firstly going to rebut the rebuttal. The choice to use American actors and a Western style but still have it placed in England was a conscious choice. So it was something that was done deliberately. Um, The music is great and I'm not going to hear bad words about it. Um, I can't actually rebut the rebuttal. I just hate everything you just (laughs) said. Because I really love this film. Anyway, um, one of the points you did make was that uh, Robin Hood was making thievery okay. Coming from Aladdin... A thief? Anyway, I'm just going to leave that there. I've got big exclamation marks that that was just a little rough to pick on Robin Hood for making the thief the good guy because that's exactly what Aladdin does. Um, I've got a few problems with the character development in Aladdin and particularly um, when it starts to get scary, it gets very scary. Um, I think that Robin Hood is a more accessible family film, particularly for younger players uh, in the genre because uh, it doesn't have truly frightening scary scenes in it it creates a villain that doesn't necessarily have to scare the pants off you um and aladdin is something that people can't access until they're a little bit older and even then they have a little bit of trouble following some of the jokes because it is pitched a lot higher um robin hood does this in a very different way and somewhat more successfully in that it has those layers of jokes and understanding quite a um, a sophisticated humour but simple enough that everybody gets it. Um, I Look, I can't rebut Aladdin because it's a freaking excellent film and you cannot say anything bad about the performances of the voice actors in that um, except – who are they? Like, do we, apart from Robin Williams, there's one character that everybody knows. Put that up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. Okay, box. strong words. Well done. Yeah, this is a good argument. It's, it's, it's on, really. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, then we will come back uh, with a little bit more open discussion and you can ask each other questions and I have a couple questions that I would like to ask. So we'll take a break and then we'll come back with an open discussion. Bork, hello. Bork, bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories, dog breeds, dog tips and tricks, dog puns, dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Alrighty then, so Aladdin versus 
Robin Hood. The showdown nobody needed to have. I oh. did. I, <laughs> I needed so to know which one rude. I liked more. So, no, I mean, it's not fair that we have to have this showdown. Mm. We don't need it. It's mm. just they're both great. Mm. A couple of questions. Oh, dear. Because mm. both of these, these movies could be viewed as similar in terms of message. Um, and I am glad that Miranda picked you up on that uh, thievery point because <laughs> I had written down thievery, question mark, question Aladdin. Mark. <laughs> he does it once. He says one loaf of bread and then he's branded for life. I don't know. He does say that he, very makes, he makes a habit of it. <laughs> and if you'd like to hear Kim and I argue about Les Mis, that's another that's show. That's another show. But I would like to hear a little bit more from both of you, um, Kim, on why it's not a good thing and Miranda on why it is a good thing on the reuse of animation because Disney has reused characters and character designs purposefully after Robin Hood, Mm. specifically in Aladdin where Sebastian is pulled out and and flicked off Jeannie's finger um, at at one point. So I just would like to a a little bit more of a discussion on the reuse of of the animation that Disney did. I think that um, the references you said uh, for, for Aladdin, and I, I, I cut this out of my opening speech because I could have gone on for about three days about all the things, but the, I think that what they did in Aladdin is they actually reused it in an homage, um, you know, kind of way is that they were sort of not making fun of themselves because it was just but referencing like, um, yeah, so like you said, Sebastian gets, uh, it pops up somewhere in his in his form and in his state. There in I, As I was re-watching it recently in the Friend Like Me routine, um, there's dancing elements that are exactly the same animation from um, Dumbo. Um, the genie, when Aladdin says, uh, I'll, I'll free you with my last wish, yeah, and he's like, yeah. you're right. His head turns into Pinocchio and the nose goes out. Um, he, he leaves with a goofy hat on his head when he's freed and he's going on his holiday. So I think I think in a way it's, it's very different uses. I think that in Robin Hood um, – um, you know, regardless of whether it was good or bad, I think I understand why they would do it for budget restraints. But I don't think they did it on purpose as an like an homage and a reference. And so I think the way that they've done that in the two different films is very, very different. And I don't know that doing it with trying to hide it in Robin Hood was maybe the best way to go because the audience isn't going, oh, that's an homage to Snow White uh, because like, Maid Marian is dancing. It's more of a, I feel like I've seen this before. Well... I don't. I don't want to. I just. I just want to because you said that you would watch this movie as a child and you liked it. Did you pick up on that as a child, or no, did absolutely you not. pick up on that when you mm. read articles about it? Yeah, I started reading about what was wrong with this film, right. and like I said, I can't <laughs> unsee it. Um, and so at the time, I hadn't noticed. I. I if anything, I went, oh, this is a very similar style to The Jungle Book and, the, mm-hmm. you know, those ones that go before, particularly with the voice actors because they, you know, oh, well, that's the voice of this character. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was it was comforting and familiar, I guess, yeah. in a way, but, um, you know. Which I see as the positive. Mm. The fact that it was familiar Disney style and branding and reaching back to uh, some of the Disney work that had Walt Disney's pen in it. Literally, he mm. was part of the development and the of the that drawing of animation and those characters, and what they were trying to do. Yes, they were trying to cut the budget. They needed the production had fallen behind time. They just needed to get it out. There was this growing concern that the brand was failing, mm. and uh, they wanted something familiar 
and easy to reuse. And I think that it actually works seamlessly. And until you you cotton on because somebody says to you, hey, look at these two sequences side by side, whoa, <laughs> they're the same, then without that you just get this subconscious familiarity. And um, it, was some, it was something that wasn't being done on that sort of scale. And uh, so it was almost like they were setting up some of the um, processes to then do more of that later yeah. and find ways to have it come in under budget. The, the budget was very low for the film, even in the 1970s. It was only one and a half million dollars, um, which sounds like a lot, but it then took nine and a half million in its first run and has since grossed up to 32 million, which isn't big numbers talking films that have come out in the 90s and and since then, but comparison to what they spent on it and how much it made for the studio, it's it's part of the story of saving, rebranding and reinvigorating Disney. Yeah. All right. Well, did you have any questions for each other? Oh, God, I had pieces of paper. Please, <clears throat> please hold. <laughs> pieces of paper with questions written um, on them? Sort of, yeah. Again, this is a can I rebut the rebuttal the, of the rebuttal of the rebuttal? <laughs> if you yeah. can do that. Sure, go ahead, yeah. In the form of a question. <laughs> um, uh, I, I guess in, in, a, in a question more than a, a statement, more than a question, but the idea that uh, Aladdin is a lot scarier and that a lot of the jokes and the story is pitched um, higher at a higher age, um, I would simply sort of ask the question, is that not moving with the times? Uh, obviously there's a big time difference between 1973 and yes. 1992. Um, and I think that the sophistication of uh Filmmaking stories and audiences would have developed, and I, um, you know, that back in the seventies, you know, being Prince John was as scary as it might get. Whereas uh, I think Jafar's like awesome scary. Mm. I don't remember. Like I was it's twelve those- when this came out. I don't remember it being terrifying. I was just like, yeah, he's such a bad guy, and the good guy's going to win, and it's going to be freaking awesome when he gets his comeuppance. <laughs> Well, having um, I, I am not a parent myself, but I have three nieces, so I've been revisiting the Disney catalogue as they age into things, and um, I definitely gave them all Aladdin too soon. But Robin Hood doesn't have it's that the the visceral nature of the combination of that dark music, the dark visuals that make it really scary. Whereas um, Robin Hood is generally lighter in all ways. Mm. Okay. Yes. Definitely not as violent and visceral. All right. Any questions from you, Miranda, or shall we move on? Look, I can't bag Aladdin. (laughs) Well, I, I'm it not, was it's one not of the, necessarily bagging Aladdin. <laughs> I can't bag Aladdin. Um, but I do – I genuinely want to stand up for Robin Hood in its its place within the Disney well, framework. you can do thing, that. Thingy Watson. After another short break, we will come okay. back with round three well, – round four, sorry, which is one minute final summation from both of you. All right, so one minute summation of your arguments. As is tradition, Kim Brown, you will be going first yep. with your summary of why Aladdin is the best Disney film ever made and your time starts when you start talking. 
Aladdin sits in the middle of a suite of amazing movies in the Disney canon, but so many things set it apart from all the rest. Ridiculously fun music, brilliant characters, real-life messages set in an exotic fantasy world, the best sidekicks ever, and Robin freaking Williams. It was the highest-selling film in Disney's uh, release history, the highest-grossing film of 92, and the highest-grossing animated film of all time, only surpassed by The Lion King a few years later. The film won two Academy Awards and a Grammy for the score and and for A Whole New World in particular. The artwork of this film is bold and memorable. The jokes, gags and heartfelt moments never feel fake or awkward and there is rarely a moment or scene that is not engaging or entertaining. The music lives on in the Broadway stage production that honours the energy of Robin Williams' genie without ruining it and it is beloved beyond measure. Aladdin, I ain't never had a friend like you. Well, well done. Extra point for tying that in there at the end. I was going to sing it but I've got no voice today, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, Miranda... You've debated well so far. You get one more minute. Your time starts when you start talking. I'm going to use the words of others to sum up. Judith Crisp reviewing the film for the New York magazine. Nicely, tongue-in-cheek, without insult to the intelligence of either child or adult. Ruth Gilbert, a sweet, funny, slam-bang, good-hearted Walt Disney feature cartoon with a fine cast, a feast for the eyes for kiddies and Disney nostalgics. Charles Champlin... Hallmarks, all the Disney hallmarks are there as they always were. The incomparably rich full animation, the humanised animal characters, perky individual and enchanting and the wild inventive slapstick action. Michael Booth of the Denver Post compared with modern Disney films like Aladdin, which are dominated by the self-absorption and eventual self-discovery of their main characters, Robin Hood offers surprisingly stark and interesting social questions. The music is catchy, it's easy and accessible across the board, loved by children, teenagers and adults. The jig is up, you jaded, jug-headed jack-in-the-box. Robin Hood is awesome. All right, I agree. I agree that Robin Hood is awesome and Aladdin is also awesome. So while I tabulate my scores, I would ask that both of you please take some time and tell each other why you love. I the love Robin Hood. I've been watching it forever, <laughs> and this—the fact that we've just come up against these two films—is so upsetting because I just, I have never fallen in love with a fox before, and it, I never, probably never will again because he's just and amazing. He is sexy. He is a little bit sexy. He is so sexy. Um, There's a lot of cute characters in the film too that say all these cute little things yeah, about Robin. It's just like, so, so great. Pretty. And I, I've been quoting Little John and you know Prince John for however many years it's I, I I love this film and I agree with everything Miranda said and I am so sorry for everything that I said no it. that's fine I <laughs> Aladdin is one of the the Disney movies that I first really truly became obsessed with yeah. and particularly that music we went to see the show on Broadway <sighs> and it was the best thing ever in the world um I really come home when I see Aladdin yeah I just love it so I much. I just need to hear that opening. So boom, 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 and I'm I'm gone. I, I I put the movie on last week and just started crying. And an hour and a half later, I'm still crying because it was so awesome. And dear God, Robin Williams. I know, so quotable. I, I have to quotable, say, quotable, quotable. I was quotable. super scared when um, news came about that they were going to make it a, a Broadway show because I was like, well, how? How are you going to do this? You can't and take Robin out of it. You can't. And I was really pleasantly surprised with how well they did. I loved it. They kept the energy and the enthusiasm and the. But just they didn't the, try and replicate. And they didn't try and replicate it. I, I 
I do, at the time of recording, we are about to get a live action feature and I, I'm not about it at the moment. I, I think <laughs> Disney's going to have to do... previews of Genie. I think Disney's going to have to do some work on their trailers before I'm going to be about it, but um, that's what scares me a little Ladies, bit. Ladies, I have a fact check for oh you. Oh, God. I forgot Julie was here. Hello, Julie. Hello. Hi, Julie. Kim, can you please tell me again in your notes... Yes. What you said in reference to um, how the film made some moolah, what, what were the exact words you used? Uh, well, the, the exact words I used, which could have been paraphrased from the notes that I made, um, I did say it was the highest selling film in their history. Is that not correct? But what I actually wrote from my notes was it was the highest grossing film in 1992 yes. and it was the highest grossing animated film of all time until it was succeeded by The Lion King. Correct. It is not the highest grossing film of all time. Oh. According to some people it is. What would you like to say about that? What would I like to say about it? Let me find my notes again. Oh, you don't have to. I just was like, well, what was the highest grossing (laughs) film of all time? Don't tell me I was wrong and then don't tell me why. Of highest grossing film of all time. Animated film. (laughs) Hang on. No, I said that. Anim- highest high- animated, animated film, film of all time, of all time. Was Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> hardly, hardly. <laughs> it probably still hasn't made what Aladdin made in its opening weekend. No, I think Aladdin. I think numbers? Aladdin, from what I read, was the first one to crack half a billion. So, <laughs> um, not in its opening weekend, but overall. Not overall, yeah. Overall. Um, can yeah. I just also point out too? Incredibles two is the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, yeah, but that was in nineteen ninety two. It was. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, it was the highest grossing until it was succeeded (laughs) by The Lion King and others since. And then other things. Correct. Excellent. I have my verdict. Oh, no. So let's go through category by category. (laughs) Let's draw this out, shall we? Let's draw this out make it painful. Slow uh, Band-Aid rip. So let's start with the message. Uh, I think Aladdin has messages in it, but it's not first and foremost about its message. No. Whereas I think Robin Hood has a very simple and solid message. And I think having done a few of these debates now, that is what Disney in its early iterations really succeeded at is taking these moral tales and putting them out there in a very polished form. So while uh, Aladdin does have good messages in it and varied as well, Robin Hood took out the message category because the only thing Kim could say against it is that it had a thief <laughs> as its main character and Aladdin also does. So I didn't mark that as as a mark against it uh, because it would just cancel itself yep. out. Yeah, true. True that. Uh, so that is, that's one category for Robin Hood. Uh, the other, another category that it took out was the Disney touch. Um, Disney did a lot of things with this film with Robin Hood, uh, specifically in regards to its own brand and how it was marketing itself and how it was trying to recover post Walt Disney's death um, that I think really forced it to re-evaluate what they were about and what they were putting out there. Um, and I think, Miranda, you argued that really well, um, especially twisting around the the reuse of of cells and sequences from previous things. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone ahead to make that part of their signature, uh, putting things from past movies in 
new movies as a cameo. So it's the people... development of the Easter egg, if you will. Exactly right. Oh, um, so <laughs> while Aladdin did get lots of points in the mm. Disney Touch, uh, Robin Hood uh, took out that category as well. When it came to the music... I concede. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ashman, like be Menken and Rice. <laughs> All hail. It's, yes. uh, it's, hard, it's yeah. hard to overcome that in any combination. Yeah. Um, Aladdin with a Broadway musical as mm. well. Like it's just one of the titans of, of Disney music. Um, and like, like you said before, just that opening, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> you're there. It just, it's so good. <laughs> uh, so And so also movie magic. I think Aladdin is part of Disney's Disney's domination of this market. Mm. Um, this is really us a stamp on history as pre-Aladdin and, and post-Aladdin Disney. Um, so this is where they went. They they were coming out of princess films. Yes, into stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah with definitely characters. <laughs> and like you said, after Aladdin, they then went on to Lion King, uh, and all the first that it had, the mad, the success that it did. I think it it took out the movie magic. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it is a it, better film. It it still stands up. I I always say when people say, "What's your favorite Disney?" It's my favorite film is Aladdin, but I actually probably love the soundtrack of Lion King just a half a smidgen more. Yeah. But it, the fa- my favorite film, hands down. Is, is Aladdin as a movie. Yeah. So that gives two categories to either oh, film. son of a... <laughs> there is a fifth category and that category is the magic moments. The memorable moment? The memorable moments. Magic That's right. I wrote the these myself. I can't, rem- <laughs> I can't be expected to remember. Well, they all start with M. So, <laughs> yeah. So we have Udalali, we have the dance scene, we have the archery contest. But in Aladdin, we have Iago, we have Abu, we have the carpet, we have God, Robin. God, that carpet is so goddamn cute. Right? <laughs> it's just so beautiful. <laughs> and we have Robin Williams above and, and I'm beyond. And I'm sorry, if you want to talk memorable moments, there's a, a love scene on a flying carpet above in the skies of Ag- like, And they end up in China or something. Oh, it's my like God. Chinese. They go around the everywhere. whole world. <laughs> a whole new world. And I, and I think... Kim said in in music that they turned uh, these these songs uh, into these moments in themselves. Yeah. Each of these sequences add something to the story, are integral, and they and so Aladdin took out the memorable moments, and so I'm saying that Aladdin is the better Disney film. Congratulations, Aladdin. really no stop. It's <laughs> Congratulations, Kim. Thank and you. Aladdin. And I, I, which I also love. I feel I'm I so also, conflicted. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm we so both sad to see Robin Hood go. <laughs> and uh, kudos to you for a very good debate. Well, Robin Hood has its place. Robin Hood does oh, have gosh, its place. Yeah. Everyone go it's, home and watch it because it's so great. It's and a little earlier in everyone's Disney experience. If perhaps. you think that I've made the wrong decision and that Robin Hood should oh. go further. Wild card. Can I just wild card. Go for the wild card. Come on. If you're I want to get behind this, that. <laughs> Robin Hood for wild card. There will be a poll on our Facebook page that you can vote on. And if Robin Hood beats out Aladdin, it can be one of the four wild card entries into the next round. Come on, people. You know you want to. So we have got some, some big names on there so far, mm. uh, but- Robin Hood stands a chance. So you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Ladies, is there anything you would like to plug? This will be coming out uh, late February. 
I guess that we're all getting down and dirty again with the 24-hour musical 24 in, uh, in hour April. Musical. Uh, it's Ooh. all hotting up. You can still be a part of it. Oh, and, everyone um, at this table is on the prod team. Yeah, we're very oh. excited. Uh, and we can. Our- we can announce right now that the show that we're doing is in fact Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> You're all welcome. It's going to be great. We're doing the first staged version of Robin Hood. Yes, we should actually <laughs> So 24 Hour Musical is April and you can get tickets and stuff from our website, do it. And there might still be some time to register to audition. Yeah, quite possibly. At this point. Join the band, join our support crew. We need lots of people because I can't stand up very long. After, so, <laughs> see, words. Thanks for the plug, Kim. You're all welcome. And Miranda, you're on a couple of other podcasts. I am. Uh, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. If you want to hear more about music, the music of Alan Menken, I'm sure we're going to do an Aladdin episode. All hail. Super soon. Uh, And you'll also find me on Law and Disorder, occasionally on Glass of Wine or Floof and Papa. All of the podcasts. No, not all of them. There's only 400 of them. I've got a few more to catch up. We'll give a silent farewell to Julie for keeping us honest the whole way through. And we will be back next week to debate two new movies before we head on to do the second round, which is not that far away. And that is when things are going to get real. It's going to get super real. So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do this again. Stay tuned for that and join us next week. Keep watching Disney, everyone. Bye. Bye. a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's Important lessons. Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical. Subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know, wherever you find fun and funny podcasts. Or at our website at that's not canonproductions.com. That's not canon productions podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.